Blog Talk Radio. Boy, oh boy. Salutes to you folks. It's your boy Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it again. I'm back at it again, man. And so are the New York Jets. Salutes, we're sitting back directly after the game. The New York Jets have lost to the Cincinnati Bengals 27, 27 to 12. And boy, was this a putrid game to watch. We're taking callers again, 515 is the number. Call in. Let me go ahead and get this show started. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, all right, at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe on Twitter, okay? Personal page as well is at YoungJ000, all right? This is rough, man. Watching these Jets is rough, all right? We watch the Jets together on YouTube. That's where I'm at, okay? Search YouTube, Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, all right? We do live watch-alongs. We catch the game together. We talk about what's happening, and then we do a live radio show like we're doing to recap everything that we saw live or in the game, all right? That's what we do here. So come on by, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe, hit that notification bell, so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Now listen here. The New York Jets, myriad of issues, myriad of issues, and a lot of it was coaching. There's a lot of issues going forward. Let me tell you something. The Jets, so many big mistakes, so many mistakes. Start with the defense. The defense only had two sacks on the day, two sacks on the day against one of the worst offensive lines in the entire league. Joe Flacco was sacked 13 times in two weeks coming into this game. Coming into this game, he had been sacked 13 times. We've talked all offseason about our pass rush, about how we're supposed to dominate people and didn't get it done today. Quentin Williams, Sheldon Rankin's only guys that had a sack, and they didn't get that until we had one closing before the half, like a couple seconds left before the half, and then all the other sack was after the half. Before that, Joe Burrow, for the most of the day, outside of those two sacks, had a clean pocket most of the day. He was working, operating, finding people doing what he needed to do. Joe Burrow was 26 of 36, 275 yards, and he had three touchdowns. A lot of these touchdowns were pretty much gifted to him because guess what? The New York Jets couldn't get out of their own way today. Boneheaded penalties costed us time after time after time. All right? There was a penalty on John Franklin Myers when we had them off the field. Joe Burrow had thrown a ball that was inaccurate, had him off the field. It was fourth down. They're going to punt. John Franklin Myers continues to run after Joe Burrow, pushes him down after the ball is well after he's gone, well after the ball is gone, 
and they get an extended drive because of that. Roughing the passer, John Franklin Myers, 15-yard penalty. Next thing we know, Joe Burrow gets the ball to Boyd, Tyler Boyd. By the way, Tyler Boyd had a day as well. Tyler Boyd, four catches, 105 yards. He had a touchdown as well. Tyler Boyd gets a big-time touchdown. Right after that, Burrow finds him for a 56-yarder. Mind you, Whitehead could have stopped that from happening, but poor tackling, piss poor tackling by the New York Jets also costed us today. Whitehead runs in there after Boyd's breaking away. He's like the last guy that can stop it, but instead of rapping, he just runs into Tyler Boyd. Insanity. Tyler Boyd shrugs him off, keeps him moving 56-yard TD. We continue to make bonehead plays, bonehead penalties on defense, again, costing us. Joyner has a penalty, has a head-to-head collision with the wide receiver Higgins, blasted him. That led to an extension of their drive, easy penalty yards, easy penalty yards. That led to points for the Bengals. That was a field goal. We continue to make mistakes. We continue to give people, gift you yards, gift you points. The New York Jets are not a good enough football team to do that. Even good football teams in this league don't do that. You're helping teams beat you. You're helping them do that. My goodness. This was an embarrassment today from the New York Jets. Then you got Joe Flacco out there. Whoa. Joe Flacco throws the ball to Garrett Wilson. He takes a shot in the ribs. He gets out of the game quickly. He ended up coming back later. But directly after that, Joe Flacco then throws a boneheaded interception into double coverage. That was insane. Joe Flacco also had issues with protection as well. The offensive line, particularly the left side, stunk it up. Fant was dealing with issues before Fant went out. Connor McDermott eventually... Uh, eventually replaced him. He was giving it up as well. Trey Hendrickson, the guy that we ID'd constantly, constantly, we talked about him, constantly, had 2.5 sacks on the day. Constant pressure because the left side could not take care of business, couldn't get guys blocked consistently. Mind-blowing. After that interception, again, that leads to another field goal by the Bengals. Listen, this offensive line has got big issues, the left side. We were supposed to be greatly improved. We were supposed to be. We said we had everything shored up. Things were looking good. Things were moving well. We didn't get it done today. We didn't. Drives consistently stalling. We couldn't get anything rolling. The New York Jets did not get into the end zone today at all. Nothing. Four field goals. We couldn't do anything. Couldn't keep drives going consistently. Couldn't handle the ball. Nothing. Complete embarrassment. Complete embarrassment. Quincy Williams also went down. He got hurt as well. Looking like an ankle injury. They had to cart him off the field. The only guy defensively, the only two guys defensively that really looked good. Sauce and DJ Reed out there played well. But we couldn't get any type of pass rush on, on Burrow at all. And even down the stretch, when we were down 27-12 to 12 in the fourth quarter, 
The game plan was so obvious for them, so obvious. They were trying to run the football out and just bleed the clock. We could not do anything to stop them. It was run after run after run after run, and the Jets were just giving it up, just giving it up. The New York Jets were bad today, again. And we talked about it coming into this game. Could the Jets make the turnaround after the big win against the Browns, step it up, and get their heads on straight to play against this Bengals football team? Everyone was talking about the Bengals are on, too. This is still a good football team, and they showed us that today. The Jets, honestly, I'm sorry, they got outcoached as well. They got outcoached. The Bengals even started off hot again. Touchdown out the gate. Touchdown drive out of the gate. To start the game, Joe Burrow had 95 passing yards on the first drive. Ended up in a touchdown. The Jets are just not getting it done. They're not getting it done. Garrett Wilson was the guy that we had offensively that was really doing everything, to be completely honest with you. Garrett Wilson had six catches for 60 yards. He was out there doing everything that he can do until he got that shot in the ribs and he had to sit down a bit, went to the, went to the locker room. He eventually, and again, ended up coming back uh, after the half. But outside of that, that was it. Offensively, we were struggling. We were stammering. No one else was really doing too much out there. We weren't getting our tight ends involved early like we should have. We did a little bit later. Once Garrett Wilson went to the sidelines, we started finding other guys. Tyler Conklin, eight catches for 84 yards, and a lot of that was late. No sustained drives, no points, no touchdowns. Not getting it done, not getting into the end zone when you need to get into the end zone. You cannot beat teams like the Bengals unless you're going to score big points. You cannot beat them just kicking field goals. Can't do it. You cannot do it. Just couldn't get it done. Our leading rusher today, Brees Hall, with 39 yards out for eight carries. We had 76 yards total rushing in a run-first offense. We just couldn't get it done today offensively at all. Corey Davis only had two catches on the day. Only had two catches on a day for 27 yards. That's our number one wide receiver. Too many mistakes today by the New York Jets. Too many penalties. Too many boneheaded penalties. Just stupid stuff. It made no sense whatsoever. No sense whatsoever. Had four penalties today for 55 yards. And a lot of them, again, led directly to the Bengals getting points immediately after that. Joe Flacco had some questionable plays as well. My goodness. Joe Flacco was 28 of 52, 285 yards. He's had two interceptions, two. One of them ending the game through a ball hot. Hot to Brees Hall coming around. Brees didn't even get, maybe got one hand on the ball, flew up, and then went directly into a Bengals defender. Joe Flacco looks every bit of a 37-year-old quarterback. I I keep telling people this all the time. He is who he is. He was out there trying to find people. 
Some of the balls were stiff. He made this one throw on third down that made no sense where he threw the ball into the end zone and hit the goalpost. There was nobody around. A lot of inaccurate stuff today, balls in the dirt. And, again, the New York Jets are asking him to throw 50-plus balls to try to get a W. That's, that's insanity. That's just insanity. Again, 515-602-9639, number you can call in. This is madness. Watching the New York Jets step out and play like this, it blows your mind. When are we going to stop this, this nonsense? When are we going to stop costing ourselves and just gifting people points? When is that going to stop? When? If you continue to play like this, I don't give a damn who it is. I don't, the Bengals, anybody else, you're going to lose. Bad penalties, turnovers, inopportune turnovers. You can't get pressure on Joe Burrow consistently. You can't get pressure on him. This is the worst offensive line in all of football. He was sacked 13 times coming into this game. In two games, he was sacked 13 times. Lawson, no sack. Jermaine Johnson, no sack. Jacob Martin, no sack. Clemens, when is our line going to step up? When? Where's this feared pass rush that we all talked about was coming? We all said, hey, it's real. They showed up. They're really doing their thing out there. How do, you, how do you only have two sacks against Joe Burrow? How does he have mostly a clean pocket entire game where he's just operating, nobody really around him? It's mind-boggling, man. It is mind-boggling. The New York Jets got beat there earlier today. Sorry. And I love this football team. I do. I really, really do. But we got beat today, and we got thoroughly outcoached. Higgins had a good day against us as well. He was part of Joe Burrow's, especially, uh, you know, his targets early. Higgins had five catches, 93 yards. He was doing his thing. You watch us go out there and play, and you just see, it just seemed like we were not prepared, the boneheaded penalties, the bad play calls. We're still seeing mistakes as well in the secondary. Bad communication. We gave up a touchdown to Jamar Chase today off of bad communication yet again with LaMarcus Joyner. It looked like Sauce was trying to pass Chase off to LaMarcus Joyner. For some reason, LaMarcus Joyner runs back into the middle of the field to try to cover a tight end that was already covered, and Jamar Chase just runs out wide open. How do you lose Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase! He runs into the end zone wide open, and it was an easy pitch and catch for Joe Burrow. Easy pitch and catch. It's just mind-blowing, man. Defense didn't get it done today. The offense was putrid. Putrid. Couldn't consistently get drives going. Anybody remember this guy, C.J. Uzama? 
Anybody remember him? We signed him in the offseason, big tight end target. Man, can't wait to see what he's going to bring to the table. That's our big offseason signing. We're really going to, you know, he's our weapon. He's going to – C.J. Uzama had one catch for five yards today. One catch for five yards. That's our big tight end. That's our big tight end free agent grab. One catch for five yards. Mind-blowing. Not enough anything. Not enough adjustments. Just nothing. We just got out-coached today. We just got beat. Tell you what, Greg Zerline did a job today. If you had him in fantasy, I'm pretty sure you scored up. He was four for four. Longest field goal he hit was 52 yards. He accounted for all of our points because the New York Jets could not get in the end zone. bad this is bad the Jets cannot continue to go on and play like this and again we got Zach Wilson coming back hopefully this upcoming week and you got to imagine man you look at this offensive line it's such a mess Fant dealing with a knee injury he ended up sitting down during the game you got to wonder can we protect Zach Wilson effectively in this next upcoming game against the Steelers? That's going to be a big question. Because let me tell you something. I don't give a damn how mobile you are. If we let up pressure like we did today with Joe Flacco, Trey Henderson was coming off the end, coming off the edge at will against Fant. Cut off the, that left side as a whole was giving it up constantly. If we allow that to happen with Zach Wilson in there, he's going to be running for his damn life too. He's going to be running for his life. It is mind-blowing, man. It is mind-blowing to watch this football team go out there and play the way that they are playing. It's mind-blowing. I'm going to go ahead and close this out. Again, this is directly after the game recap. It is it is insane to watch this team go out there and play. And even if we know exactly what you're going to try to do, which we did, the clock was the, – the, the Bengals were clearly trying to drain the clock in the fourth quarter, run after run after run, and we still could not stop it. You also got Quentin Williams going back and forth with the defensive line coach on the sidelines. They get into a heated argument. We're going to be hearing more about that as well. I'm very sure of it. It is unbelievable how the New York Jets play. Unbelievable. They look lifeless out there. They look dead, especially offensively. Lifeless and dead. And the defense couldn't get any pressure on Joe Burrow having one of the worst offensive lines in the league. It is unbelievable. I'm going to go ahead and close out this show because I am beyond frustrated by this New York Jets football team. But before I do that, let me get to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. And don't curse when you call into my show. I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. 
faster than New York Jets can kill an offensive drive. We can't do it. We can't do anything offensively. We stink. We're terrible. I'm going to go to my first caller. Steve, we're coming directly to you, Steve. Salutes to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in. I know you just watched this game like we did as well. Give me your thoughts on the boneheaded penalties you fall from this New York Jets defense that really costed us and gave the Bengals points. I mean, how are you feeling about that, man? Hey, Joe. Well, first off, thank you again for having me on your show, man. You know, I got to tell you something. The New York Jets in this game today made a lot of stupid mistakes. When I mean stupid mistakes, they made a lot of stupid mistakes. Like, Mm -hmm. after when... We, 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 we end up getting, you know, we're down seven to six. We have a chance to get the ball back. We have a chance to get the ball back. Joe Burrow throws an incomplete pass. John Franklin Myers, listen, I understand that that was kind of soft, but unfortunately the NFL is protecting the quarterback this year a lot. But the yeah. thing is that penalty was unacceptable. And you can't mm-hmm. do something like that. Like you can't. You just can't do something like that. That ended up extending a drive for Cincinnati, unfortunately. Yeah. It ended up extending a drive. But I know, Joe, you want to get a chance to talk, but I, I got to talk to you about some certain things no, in the game, mind. too. Speak your mind, man. Speak it, it was your mind. Just, That's what this is about. Just the thing was, like, Jordan Whitehead, then, unfortunately, unfortunately, they end up getting a tackle, uh, a touchdown. How does Jordan Whitehead miss that tackle on that third down play? How does he miss, I know how, how does he miss it? I know how he's a he, veteran. He's not safety. trying to wrap. Yeah, he's not trying to wrap. He literally just ran into him thinking, Oh, if I shoulder this guy is gonna go down. Listen, these Bengals wide receivers, we were talking about it live during the game, the entire damn game. These guys are big. These are not some small you know, little wide receivers, frail. No, these are big wide receivers that the Bengals have. Most of them look like damn tight ends. You cannot hit a man that big and expect him to just, oh, whatever, he's just going to go down. No, he'll shrug you off. And when you don't wrap and you go high and you try to shoulder a guy, guess what? He runs through you and gets a 50-something yard touchdown. That's what happened. It's mind-boggling, Steve. Go ahead. That's what happened. Now, Joe? There is another play I want to talk about. First of all, of course, one issue we also had in the game, CBS had technical difficulties in the game. (laughs) CBS had technical difficulties, so we really couldn't see. But the Jets are on a scoring drive. We're Mm -hmm. we're, it's second and six. I think we have the ball on the Cincinnati 15 or 16-yard line. We're in the red zone. It's an incomplete pass. Davis taunts. For some reason, taunts Eli Apple, and yeah. it ended up being an unsportsmanlike conduct for 15 yards. When I saw yeah. that that freaking happened, I was beside myself, Joe. I was beside yeah. myself what Corey Davis did. You, you know, and, and what Corey Davis did as a veteran receiver, that was unacceptable. Unacceptable. Next time, walk away and get, and get mm-hmm. ready for the next play. I'm going to just say right now, the only offensive players that did, that did show up in this game 
Brees Hall had a good game today, and um, Garrett Wilson, even though Garrett Wilson got hit in the ribs, he came back in the second half. Let me tell you, that is a positive. Garrett Wilson is a, is a beast, okay? He, he, he actually yeah. takes a shot in the rib area, and he ends, up, he ends up coming back in the game in the second half. Now, the other thing, Joe, that blew my mind in this game, let me just say this. Jeff Ulbrich is probably the worst defensive coordinator I've ever seen the Jets have. He is by far the worst defensive coordinator. And honestly, I even said this last year, he should have been fired, and Salah's got to find a new defensive coordinator. Coordinator, It's just he needs to be fired. And let me tell you, Joe Flacco, he played terrible today. Flacco was terrible today. The only thing I could just say is, thank God Zach Wilson is coming back next week. Well, hold on. We're going to get to that in a second, Steve. But you talked a little bit about the defensive overs, and I know people are all over him, and I get it, because the defensive game plan was a bit suspect today. But one of the things that shocked me the most that we have not talked about yet is we know that the Bengals' offensive line is bad. It's poop. It's caca. It's not good, right? I mean, they absolutely Stink, okay? Seriously, they stink, Steve. Oh, they really brother, do. brother, this guy stinks! So with all that said, Burrow sacked 13 times in two weeks. Are you shocked that the New York Jets defensive line, with all that we talk about this pass rush, everything that we discussed coming into the season, are you shocked that this defensive front could not get more pressure on Joe Burrow? No, I was very, very shocked about that. I said the key thing to the game. We have to get to Joe Burrow, and they only, got him, they only got him twice. Right at the end of the first half, they got him towards the goal line, and in the second, and in the second half, they only had two sacks the whole entire game. I think Carl Lawson had the first sack, and Sheldon Rankins had the second sack. The, the thing is, Joe, this game was so, was so terrible to watch. And, I was, and here was the thing. I'll tell you one thing right now, Salah was not happy with the team. I listened to a couple of his quotes at his press conference. He was not very mm-hmm. happy with the team today. Yeah. Yeah, but then the question starts to think, okay, listen, we're talking constantly about coaching and wondering what's going on. He's not happy with the team. He's got to be the guy that's got to step up and motivate. We, listen, we constantly hear about Salah and all the things that he's going on, all the positivity, but when are these guys going to start stepping up and playing the way that he wants them to play? We saw this against the Ravens where we came out and we did not play very well against the Ravens, right? Kind of stunk things up, particularly offensively. The defense played very well. Then we come around, we play well with the Browns, and it takes a miracle at the end. And now we come out and we just completely lay down at home against the Bengals, giving up stupid stuff, boneheaded penalties, dumb things going back out. When is he going to start holding guys accountable? This is not LaMarcus Joyner's first time with a bonehead penalty mental mistakes in the secondary. This is not the first time we're seeing guys get boneheaded penalties. When do you think if a guy is going to start making mistakes like this, is he going to be sat down, Steve? Yeah, no, he – yeah, because here's the thing. Like, like this, I absolutely agree with you, Joe. He, he's got to start holding players accountable and start making changes. I mean, here was the thing. Like, here was an example, like, on one certain player. I mean, George Fan had to come out of the game because of a knee injury. Hopefully everything yep. will be okay with fans. Connor McDermott is terrible. Connor McDermott <laughs> is so bad. I, I've said Back. this before. Why is he back on this team? 
after when he was one of the worst players last year. McDermott is trash, okay? I will say mm. it again. McDermott is trash, all right? Yep. Then another another play, yeah, and I do agree. I think LaMarcus Joyner sucks too, too. And I will say this. The defense, they did play better in the second half besides giving up that opposing touchdown, okay? But mm-hmm. the thing was, the only another the only thing I will say that was kind of good about this game for us today. Now on defense, Quincy Williams had a good game, but then he left the game with the ankle injury that he got carted off for. I don't know what the status is going to be with that, but hopefully everything with Quincy will be okay. I thought Sauce Gardner had a good game. He broke up a couple of passes from Jamar Chase. Chase, uh, yeah. like earlier in the, at the towards before that bad touchdown we gave up. Jamar Chase snacked the ball away from from Jamar Chase, which I thought Sauce Gardner, that was a great play. And I will say this, Joe, there's a big positivity. We at least have a kicker, okay? We have a kicker, okay? <laughs> Greg Zerline I mean, all yeah. four of his field goals. He, he got all the yeah. points for us. Every Jet player on that team should buy Zerline dinner tonight. Yeah. I mean, he was the only guy to actually put up points for us. We couldn't get into the end zone. Now, you wanted to talk a little bit about Zach Wilson. As we know, he's coming back or is supposed to come back against the Steelers next week. When you look at the state of this football team, particularly offensively, right, we're struggling. How much pressure do you think is on Zach Wilson to come back and kind of be the savior at this point for us offensively? And do you think that that's fair at this point? Again, he's coming off of an injury. You know, listen, I think what's got to happen is for this upcoming week is, listen, you know, listen, as of right now, we're one and two, okay? You know, you know, Zach Wilson has to get Zach Wilson has to get his mindset, you know. He he studies what Flacco did. I mean, obviously Flacco had this really, really, really bad game today today. And you know, he did watch, you know, like what he did and all that stuff. You know, Zach Wilson I think's gotta rally the troops now. And you know, let me just say one thing right now. If I was Coach Sala right now, Tomorrow, the next two days in meetings, the next two days in meetings on tomorrow and Tuesday, Robert Sala has to pull this team together and literally say, like, I want him to honestly, like, yell and even curse at this team, you know, for, the, for this mm-hmm. performance that they had. They have to step it up for the next day. I mean, listen, right now we're only in the third week of the season. We're one and two. You know, now we got to get ready for next week. We're facing up. We're going to be facing the Steelers team next week, which I know we'll talk about during the week, this upcoming week. Yeah, we just we got to see, Joe. It's just right now, this, 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 unfortunately, this game came back to bite us in the you-know-what. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you go out there and make boneheaded mistakes, gift these guys with penalties and you give people points and then you can't get into the end zone, and then you can't get after a quarterback that has the worst offensive line in the league all, pretty much, and we're supposed to have this unbelievable pass rush that's not showing up in critical moments? It's mind-blowing. But listen, Steve, I got to slide off, man. I want to thank you for calling in. This has been quite a call from you. Let me give you a hand, man. Let me give you a hand. This is a call. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. Not too much. Not too much to the audience. Y'all going a little bit too crazy. Go ahead, Steve. I'll give you the last word. You, you know, listen, Joe, we just, we just, we just got to find a way. We got to find a way to get back after this performance. 
I mean, we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens next week, okay? Have a good rest of the week, yeah. Joe. Bye-bye. You, you have a good one. Listen, Steve calling in. That, that was a call, man. Frustrating. Frustrating to watch this New York Jets football team go out there and play the way that they play today. Unbelievably frustrating. We're supposed to have the supreme pass rush that honestly didn't show up today. Two sacks. Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow wasn't pressured most of the day at all. He was comfortable. Comfortable. Sitting back there, pitching and catching, finding guys deep. No issues. None. Unbelievable. Boneheaded penalty, bad coaching. And Sella can be as upset as he likes, unhappy with the team. That's fine. When are we going to start holding players accountable? If you're not playing well, if you're consistently getting boneheaded penalties, if you're not doing certain things, when are you going to get sat down? If LaMarcus Joyner is not going to handle business, are we going to see Will Parks out there now? If guys are not going to play to their fullest of potential, when are they going to get sat down and be held accountable? Are you just going to keep trotting them out there on the field? Everything that we talked about, particularly you look at this offensive line, Fant being moved back over to left tackle, all right. We got Thomason back in. Oh, he's our left guard, all right. That's our big signing. That's been the weakest part of our offensive line. It's been the worst part of our offensive line. Those guys have just been letting guys buy them consistently all this year so far. Unbelievable. Joe Flacco was sacked four times today. Or he was stripped on something like it was just insane. Insane. So I'm going to go ahead and close up this show. Frustrating thing to watch. To lose all the savages watching me. To you, Savage in the chat says Robert Sullen needs to coach the Jets flight crew. He's the he's just a cheerleader. Wow. There's a lot of a lot of people upset. Jennifer as well salutes to you. Jennifer says, we're not winning anything with our pass rush. Basically being this bad, that's a fact. That's a fact. It's unbelievable. We're going to get back to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Letting people vent. Next, we're going to my guy, Venom. For those of you that don't know, Venom, he's a savage. Lucy, Joe, I want to thank man. you for calling in, Venom. Give me your thoughts about this performance day on the New York Jets. How much of this loss is on Robert Sulla and the coaching staff? I think 100% of it is, man. This is it's, it's just so frustrating as a fan, man. Like, like we said, we made some big trades. I don't understand how we still don't have offensive tight ends play play calls mm. call more than three to four yards out. I'm sick of these crossing routes and these outs to the tight end and they only get five yards, three yards. They don't take shots down the field with them. I, I, I just don't understand it. And then throwing old Joe Flacco throwing those right out the end of the half. Like right I don't I just don't understand none of it. Maybe I'm not football savvy but my eye test is telling me that 
Your game plan stinks, man. Your game plan stinks. Like, even you were like, yo, what the, what the heck is going on, Wade? Okay, just man. throw it out. Okay. Throw it out again. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing, uh-huh. Joe? I, I, I was so blown away by some of the things that Joe Flacco was out there doing. Again, there was a lot of missed throws, but the one where he just threw the ball directly on – it was like third and one. He just throws it out. To the to the back of the and it was just like what are you doing? There's guys that could be open. You just wasted it down. It just and there was nobody like in his face. It was just mind boggling. But the thing that blows my mind as well was he was under pressure for quite a bit today. Again, we saw a lot of sacks, strip sacks. He had four sacks on the day. He got stripped yep. on some of them. What are your thoughts about the inconsistent play of the left side of this offensive line? Fant, Thomason, looking like crash out there. Even when Matt left yeah. Dermott comes in, he looks bad too. What are your thoughts about the left side of this Jets offensive line, the way they've been playing, man? It's horrible, man. I, I'm telling you, this is, I don't know if it's fans being, you know, bothered just by the so much movement of him and his contract and bringing somebody else in and then just shifting him left and right, left and right. You know, where he started off the whole year, okay, he's going to be at the left. And then you know, back then get hurt, now he's shifted to the right. Now you bring in somebody else, you bring Brown in, now he's back to the left and Brown get hurt. So it's it's all this movement. I would be I would be a disgruntled employee with some situation like that. But at the end of the day you gotta think about the team, you gotta put your best foot forward. But he's been he's been last year he was decent. This year he's a turnstile. People just lifting him up and pushing him back into the quarterback. And Man. I think uh, even 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 further than that, I think Salah and the Jets don't want to have this Mike White controversy, so they're not going to put him in. They're not going to put in Shreveler. They're not putting anybody in that could create something where the fan base will create a doubt in what Zach is going to become or anybody to to question if Zach is that guy because they they don't even know if Zach is that guy. You know, yeah. so they're I mean, not going to put in what, any quarterback. I'll tell you what, you better figure out something with this offensive line or you never will figure out if Zach is that guy because he's going to be running for his life and possibly end up getting hurt again as well. I know that there's a lot but of people look, saying, look. hey, we need a horrible quarterback. We need this. We need that. But if you have a guy running for his life, like, listen, we've seen Zach Wilson without proper protection. We saw it last mm-hmm. season. Anybody yep. remember when he yep. jacked up his PCL? It was because he was running for his life every game. Go back and watch those yep. games. The first game against the Panthers, I think we gave up over four or five sacks, maybe six sacks, something like that. He was getting blasted in every game, the game against Denver, the first one against New England, the second one against New England where he jacked up his PCL. He was taking shots yeah. in that game. Being, being mobile yeah. is not going to protect him from people just coming off of the edge like Trey Hendrickson on a weekly basis. That's not going to no, protect him that. We need better offensive and, line play. Go ahead, Venom. You saw you saw that the whole first two weeks with Joe Burrow. And I'm wondering yep. how the hell this line that we spent all this money and can't sniff him, man. They they can't sniff him. Carl Lawson, you're Mine. supposed to be this impact player. What happened? Clemens. Yep. I, you got you gotta you gotta put and somehow these these this play count that they're doing isn't working where you, you don't get a guy in rhythm. The only way that they could get a rhythm is staying on the kid, say, Oh, two snaps to come out and then you put another 
Leave these guys on the field. Mix up your matchups. You should have Clemens and Johnson on the field at, at both at the same time. You can't have all these guys running in and out like that, man. This is this yeah. is ridiculous. This is, this is I never heard big time players JJ Watt, PJ Watt saying, "Hey, I'm gonna come in only two plays and take me out, coach." Now leave me the hell yeah. in there. I want to be I want to be in there when the fire when the pan is hot. I want to be in there, and I guess they want yeah. to. And you saw with Quentin today, he, he's a little bit bothered. I guess, you know, they probably saying, hey, come out or you're not going in or something, and he got a little bit upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, and again, we'll figure that out because there, that definitely is going to be talked about with Quentin Williams going at it with the, with the defensive line coach on the <laughs> sidelines. But another thing that bothers me as well is when you look at this situation, a lot of the points today – that the Bengals had was honestly gifted to them because we were making bonehead penalties. Going to be my final question for you, Venom, before I let you go. What are your thoughts about this? The, these bonehead penalties that we're committing? John Franklin Myers with the with the uh, rough in the passer call when the ball clearly was gone. Then you had another bonehead penalty from Lamarcus Joyner that led to points as well. What when do you? What are your thoughts about this? These boneheaded penalties we're making, and also when do you think that Sella is going to hold guys accountable? For the the plays that they're that they're making out there, for the stupid stuff that they're doing out there, when do you think you'll hold these guys accountable? He's never he's never going to hold them, Joe. We saw this last year. The only people that get held accountable is Denzel Mims for whatever the reason is, and now T.J. Mm. Uzama that's not playing so much. There's some reason why these guys aren't getting the ball. Where we see people, and I see J.F.M. He's trying to play hard. He's trying to make his his, his force known, but, yo, you can't do that. We're not a good enough team to overcome these mistakes. It's not like we're shutting them down three and out, three and out, three and out, and then you make one mistake, yeah. but you're not going to give up a first down. You put them, even even when they get uh, a four start, we have them two and 19, a first down. It's like they, they, it's, it's, this defense is not good, man. This defense is not yeah. good. The mistakes that we make in the enjoyment has to go. Like you said, the same play – where Sauce pushed him on to join. A joiner runs the wrong direction, and it's an easy touchdown. It's it's just this this is and the thing that bites is just that they have quality players, and and mm-hmm. I'm I'm hating it to say that you know more more of these players that aren't winning are going to start having that Jamal Adams mentality. Like, why am I here for? What do we, this coaching staff is horrible. Everything about and I'm sick of seeing cornerbacks. 10 yards where I can't even see them in the frame. I hate seeing cornerbacks so far out, and, and you, mm. you're scared to get beat deep. This is this is just – ah, oh, Joe, I'm going to let you go. No, the next I, hear you. I, gotta, I hear you. <laughs> I, gotta, yeah, uh, I hear you. I need to take a break. I need to, I need to meditate. <laughs> I need to do something. <laughs> oh, Listen, God, I'm Listen. Venom, before I let you go, this is my last question for you. How much pressure do you think is on Zach Wilson right now? He's supposed to come back against the Steelers. How much pressure is on him to come back and be the savior of the New York Jets offense with the way that we're looking? It's not to be the savior. It's to show improvements. All they want to see is something better than we saw this week and week one. If you show me glimpses of how you were in the last eight games the last year, I'm I'm fine with that. I just need to see steps forward in whatever and 
a progression where I could see these wide receivers because this I, I don't Joe and I'm telling you we were sold a bag of goods with this. This is not a run first team. This is a pass first team. Don't even they better not even lie to me again and tell me this is a run Man. first team. You don't have to you don't have the horses to run nothing. So you can't tell me this yeah. is a run first team. This team isn't built as a run first team. This team isn't built like San Francisco where they got the dogs up front. You what they did mm-hmm. was put so many people around Zach and wide receivers and tight ends. You can't tell me you're going to run the ball like this. So what you do is now all you do is have the tight ends block and have the wide receivers running routes and trying to get open. And Mike, ah, this guy is just, they just outsmart themselves so much and try to do trick plays where you have Baxter Barrios run across the line and hand him the ball like he's going to get yards from that. Like stop, stop it, <laughs> God. This is this is this is this is. This is fan abuse, man. This is fan abuse. Yeah. That's what we getting, man. Jeez. Yeah. This is fan abuse. I can't, I can't. I've never been with a franchise this long and didn't see them, see them transition or turn, turn the, turn the corner somewhere. This is, this is mm-hmm. just ridiculous to even see this happy consistently. Every year, Joe, we have yeah. the same conversation with it, where they have a good, a good game, and then they come out and they come out flat the next game. And then you have a good game and you come out flat. If you saw what Mike White did last year, why would you have him come in half, even even after the half, say, hey, Joe, we going with Mike, this just go around. That's like you still was down where you could have been in the game. And they, they're yeah. just stubborn. They're going, they're going to, they're, you know, I think Robert Solid, they're, they're holding people accountable and saying, hey, guy, you messed up. Do better next time. Yeah, yeah, I spoke to him. I held him accountable. We spoke about it. That's all they do with Steve like over there. Just get him right back well, out again. He, he, well, he better do something because this is insane. The the things, again, LaMarcus Joyner has been, this, this miscommunication stuff between LaMarcus Joyner and Sauce has been going on all season long, all of it. Yeah. We've seen the same thing. Yeah. Guys it, running. Jamar Chase was wide open, you know. How do you lose Joe. Jamar Chase of, of anybody? How do you lose him and have him running wide open? I'll give you the final word. Joe, Joe, the case is that I, I don't even want to know about that. I think we all know he should have been gone. I rather, <laughs> at this point, I'd rather see Askin Davis back there. You know, he, he looks he – looks I'd rather have Askin Davis there and somebody with speed, somebody that could fly around, somebody that could move. And I'd rather I, – and the worst thing about this whole thing – is to see a young dude out there that's ready to give you blood, sweat, and tears and mems to have a person like Corey Davis that you feed the rock to 20, 30 times a game, and this guy mems isn't even coming in to, to sniff the field, and you have him not yeah. dressed every week. That's – that's and, and there's every every coordinator says, hey, I have players. I use their skills, skill sets to set them up in a position. Or use them higher than use this guy. You got to find out his whole run tree. You got to like stop it, man. Get his boy the ball. Let him ball out. He, I don't see him yeah. dropping as many balls as Corey Davis is doing right now. I'd rather see something yeah. else. Get the young dogs out there. Get Wilson out there. More out there. Mims out there. And and you could give whoever else the ball after that. But get these boys to some touch. Yeah, I mean, it's mind-blowing. Listen, Venom, I got to slide off. I got callers. I want to thank you for calling in, man. This was a call. For you. you have yourself. Joe, 
You too, man. Get some meditation or relaxation somewhere after this one, man. Yeah, absolutely. You have a good one, man. Yeah, uh, you too, man. All right. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Monty. Monty, I'm coming directly to you. Melvin, you'll be next. Monty, what's salute. What's happening, man? What's happening? What's going man. on, man? <laughs> you know what's How going you feeling, on, Monty. Yo? We just got, you you we, good, we, man? Twenty-seven to twelve, Monty. Boneheaded penalties, bad plays, all this stuff going on. Give me your thoughts on this game, Monty. How much of this is on Robert Sala? I think uh, the majority of it is on Robert Sala. Uh, you're a defensive coach. You're supposed to set the tone with defense. And the past the past couple of weeks, you've just been getting your butt handed to you. I didn't see any type of adjustments. Uh, if the, if it just looks like, man, and I know Salah's your boy, man, you know, from the San, from San Francisco, and I know you watched him, but it almost mm-hmm. seems like, you know, if the D-line isn't, isn't humming, if it isn't cooking, we have no shot. They just march up and down the field. And we don't make any type of adjustments defensively. It's just like the, either the team gives up or, you know, kind of takes their foot off the brake a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's just, I, just, I just don't see anything from them. I see boneheaded penalties. I see, you know, whenever you need a critical stop on third down, we can't get a stop. Joe, what I tell you, man, that's what separates the good teams from the bad teams, man. On third downs, can you make a play? And we show time in and time out that when the game is on the line, we cannot get on. We can't get off the field. We can't make a play. And then when we do make a play, it's always a penalty. So man, mm-hmm. it's just you know, I I, I hate kind of getting drugged back in, man. The Jets gave me so much hope. I was so hyped. You know, Joe, I live in Cleveland, so, you know, all the Browns fans were calling my phone and blowing up my phone, and it just felt so good. I forgot how bad the game was. Like, that win mm-hmm. just matched how bad we played last week. Uh, defensively, we we forgot all about it. We forgot that we got our yeah. ball handed to us defensively. They were going marching yeah. up and down the field. We had, we had Jacoby Brissett looking like, you know, uh, <laughs> Tom Brady out there for real. But it just seemed like, man, we just we, we, we just don't have enough, man. We don't have enough coaching. We don't have enough. The, the players aren't developing uh, good enough besides, you know, I, I see DJ Reed balling and Sauce's balling and, you know, guys are running out there like their head is on fire. But, you know, coaching-wise, man, it's just we, we just don't have enough. And whenever we go against an elite quarterback, this is what's going to happen to us. That, that scheme, that style does not – does not work. I see it with former coordinators. I see it with you know any coach who came from that from that from that type of it just doesn't work anymore. Like I've seen it, mm. it doesn't. San Francisco was the only one to make it work. And look, you see how much talent they got. They're just giving away talent, you know. Mm. So it was disappointing. Well, I, I think the biggest issue here, right, when you talk about our offense not working the way that it should, is because we can't block anybody. We cannot block anybody coming off that left side. Fant had a, a horrific day today. Trey Hendrickson, the guy that we all ID'd, I talked about mm-hmm. him nauseum in my pregame, uh, you know, show or a pregame uh, video and show, and said, "Listen, we got to look out for this guy. He's one of the better." Dude, he was just having his way. He had two and a half sacks on the day, but he had way more pressures than that. He was constantly in Flacco's face. Flacco was, you know, running around trying to make plays. That left side of our offensive line is atrocious. 
Give me your thoughts about mm-hmm. that as well, about how the, we can't get anybody blocked over there. And even when Fat left because of the knee injury, McDermott came out mm-hmm. there and looked just as clueless, if not more. I mean, when do you think that this will get solved, man? And well, I don't think it's I don't think it's really ever going to get solved. I mean, we we have way too many inju- injuries on the off- offensive line. I mean, Dwayne Brown's out, Makai Beckton, George Pant. We don't have any tackle depth. You know, Max Mitchell is playing his butt off, but it's like mm-hmm. you know we just don't have enough horses. I mean, with I, I think it people think that it's going to be a little bit better with Zach Wilson, but man, I got I got a thing to tell you, man. It's it's, it's probably going to be worse because I mean, Joe tell Flacco, him. Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. The one thing about Joe Flacco, he'll stick in the pocket, and it looks like at times, like if if Flacco had a little bit of mobility, he could move to the left, he could move to the right, he can have a little you know uh, shiftiness in the pocket if if he had feet. Zach Wilson is just gonna just dip. He's not. He his pocket awareness isn't that good. If he feels the pressure, he's yeah. just gonna he's just gonna run. And with his, yeah. knee, I don't know how how he's gonna hold up. You know, he's not gonna. Re- yeah. He's not the step up in the in the pocket type of dude. So people think it's gonna get better with with Zach Wilson. I mean, we might get bigger plays downfield, but at the end of the day, he's not gonna be able to stand in the pocket and let the and let the play really develop like it should because. He's just not that. He's just not that type of quarterback yet, you know. Yeah, yeah. And also, when you look at the situation as well, I want to get your thoughts on this. The penalties today, boneheaded stuff. When do you think these guys will be held accountable? Again, John Franklin Myers, big penalty that led to the Boyd TD. We saw whiff tackles by Whitehead. Then we see a penalty by Joiner as well that leads to a Bengals field goal. When do you think Sullivan mm-hmm. hold these guys accountable for these penalties that we're seeing, these boneheaded penalties where we're gifting uh, teams points against us? I don't think Salah is that type of quarterback that's going to hold guys accountable. I just don't think that's, that's in the DNA. If, he ride, if, he, if he's riding with you, he's riding with you. I don't think he's that type of court, that, that type of coach to bench you if you make a, make a, uh, get a boneheaded penalty. You know, I think wow. it's guys that should be. I think it's guys that should be dressing that's not dressing. Like, why don't you give Bryce Hall a shot? You know, you start Nathan yeah. Shepard. Why don't you give Bryce Hall a shot and see what he at? You know, mm-hmm. why don't you give you know why don't you give Denzel Mims a shot? You know, we've seen Corey. Yeah. We've seen Corey Davis. You know, uh, you know, uh, come up with some uh, critical drops and you know penalties and stuff like that. Why don't you give Denzel Mims a shot? He told him, "Hey, listen, we're not trading you. Just stick with it and let's see what you have. We have." We have too many east and west guys. We need a we need a north and west guy that's going to be able to stretch the field a little bit. So I, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's what I want I want to see from the coaching staff. Man, motivate these guys and, and bring in some fresh blood and, and bring in guys who want to be coached, who wanna who want to play football the right way, and who want to win. Man, I'm just I'm just tired yeah. of this, man. It's just I, yeah. I get driven. It's like I don't care for so long. I mean I'm been just we haven't we haven't seen our team win in so long. And I, you know, and I tell myself, look, don't get sucked in, don't get sucked in. And this, you know, and last week happened, and I'm all in. And this, this, and this week happened, and it just, it just happens all, all too much, man. Whenever they get close, whenever mm-hmm. they give you hope, I've seen it the last three years, man. Whenever they give you hope, this is what they do. I saw it, saw it with Adam Gase. You know, we start out one to seven, then we start rattling off some games, and then a critical game happened. Boy, we get blown out by the Bengals. Then last year happened. You know, we get a we get a nice nice uh you know nice game by Mike White, and then what happens in the next game? We get we get you know our butts kicked by the Colts. It's like mm-hmm. whenever we need it the most, the team does not show up, 
and I don't know if that's yeah. if it's just a coaching thing, player thing, are we just are, are we just a cursed franchise, man? But I can honestly say, man, like if if Salah's the guy you going we we gonna roll with, man. I want to see some I want to see some changes. I want to see some fire. I want to see guys being held accountable. I just want to see you know, something from the top down that's going to let you know, like, look, this is not acceptable. You can't play football like this, man. And I'm tired. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm, – it's just hard to watch, man. It's hard to watch. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, my final question before I let you go, and Melvin will come to you next. Final question, man. I know this is your guy, Garrett Wilson. Give me your thoughts on his play today because he was one of the biggest bright spots for us offensively. Give me your thoughts on the way that he went out there and handled himself today quickly. <laughs> hey, man, listen – I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I smile every time I see Garrett Wilson. On, like, like, Joe, I don't think you understand. I'm a, you know I'm a huge Buckeye fan. And when I saw and when I saw him at Ohio State doing the things that he's doing, I was just like, man, I want him on the team. And then we finally got him. And then now, you know, you see he's just special. He's just a special He's just a special talent, man. He's just a, mm-hmm. a guy. You, you saw how, how the offense changed once he – once he uh once he got injured, man, it just totally changed because he's a uh he's a game changer, man. He can he can move the change. Yeah. He can he can he changes. The, he brings the energy. You know, I know a lot of guys talk about Elijah Moore being you know this number one guy and this superstar guy, but I try to tell guys it's not. He's a five eight. He's a five eight receiver. Like it's not it's not too much you can do at five eight. You don't have a big catch radius radius, and <laughs> Zach Wilson is coming back and he's a small guy throwing to a small guy. You know. So, I, but Garrett Wilson, man, he is a man. He's a game changer. I smile every time I see him on the on the field because not only is you know he can make the big catches, you know he can run after the catch as well. He brings the energy. You can tell like he just doesn't he doesn't know that he's playing for the New York Jets. You can definitely tell yeah. he doesn't know that. You know he's trying <laughs> to bring that energy. He's trying to bring that energy that that Ohio State swag, you know, to the Jets. But you know if you ain't got got guys rocking with you. You know, there's only so much you can do, you know. Uh, but I know his back hurts, man, because he's definitely uh, carrying the team. Yeah, I mean, his ribs hurting too. Hopefully, you know, everything is, is all right with that. <laughs> well, cause he took right. a shot today. But listen, my, I got Ooh. some callers, man. I got to slide off. I want to thank you for calling in, man. This was quite a call from you, man, quite a call. Yes, sir, yes, sir. You take it easy, Joe, all right? All right, salute, Monty. You have a good one. Yep. Listen, Monty calling in. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We are taking all callers. We'll get to everyone. Next, I'm going to my guy, Melvin. All right? Melvin's got something to say. We already know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? Salutes to you, Melvin. I want to thank you for calling in today. Listen, Melvin, first what off, up, yo? for those that don't know, hold on, let me let me properly. Melvin's a savage, y'all. <laughs> You know, we see you. We see you. Melvin, salute. Welcome to the show. Melvin, Yo. we see a lot of bonehead things going on around here, man. These penalties are absolutely driving me up the wall. What are your thoughts on some of the penalties that we saw today that led to points for the Bengals, man? It just shows, Joe, that we are just undisciplined, man. And you can tell, man, my, first of all, Monty stole all of my Sunday, you know, Kudos to Monty, man. But listen, you can just tell, man, that we just not held accountable. You know what I mean? You can tell that 
you know, if we get a penalty bonehead, okay, whatever. We're going out for the next play. There's no accountability. There's no, hey, you got to, you know, you sitting down, man. You know, well, there's no fire from Salah. There's no fire from this coaching staff. There's just no accountability, man. And as you stated, man, every penalty basically led to points. You know what I mean? Yep. And without those stupid bonehead penalties, man, we could have been in this game. We pretty could have stole this game like we did last week. Yeah. You know, yeah. so but the the penalties is is getting ridiculous, man, and it's it's week after week, and at this point it's like, what's going to change? What's what's what what has to happen for us to to be more disciplined? You know what I mean? It's it's just it's frustrating. It just rips your heart out, man. Every week, man, rips your heart out. And like Monty said, man, last week, man, I, I drank the Kool Aid. You know, I got all these receipts, man, and all this craziness, and we come out here and just lay an egg. You know. We lay yeah. an egg, man, and, 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 it's, and it's, it's, it's just so frustrating, man, as a Jets fan, man. And, and my, yeah. my dad, you know, all my family is from Florida, man. You know, the, the, the dig on Dolphins, man. It's just like, oh, my God. And, yeah. Joe, I, I'm, if, I, I don't drink, but if I did, I would be taking a fifth <laughs> right now of anything that, that's close to me. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, you, know what blows my, you know what blows my mind, Melvin, is – we talked about this pass rush this year being different. Carl oh Lawson, we got what him. Jermaine Johnson, we got him. Man, we got these guys. The Bengals are coming to town. They gave up 13 sacks in two weeks. Oh, man, we're going to dominate them. Man, we only had two sacks today, and Joe Burrow had a clean pocket most of the game where there was just no threat at all, where he was just coasting out mm-hmm. there, finding guys, was, having was... time. He was making lunch. Minding his business, left the, left the stadium, came back, was able to throw a touchdown. I mean, <laughs> what are your thoughts about all the time that he had back there in the pocket and how ineffective our pass rush was today? It's not. It's the whole defense, man. It, it, including our excluding our cornerbacks, they they over there. Mm-hmm. But man, like yeah. you stated, man, there's no pass rush. Joe, did you see the fourth quarter when the Bengals ran the ball for eight minutes straight? Yes. We all yes. knew they were going to run the ball. And they were just milking the clock. It was ridiculous, man. So it's not even – it's just everything. It's And we're just being manhandled out there, and they're just opposing their will on us, man. And it's it's just frustrating to know that everyone in America knows that the Bengals are going to run the ball, and we still can't stop the run. Joe, like you stated, man, Joe Burrow back there doing his taxes, eating ice cream, making spaghetti. And, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's yep. ridiculous, man. We made him look like, you know, Joe Montana out there. It was ridiculous, man. It was And it was frustrating, man. I almost broke my TV. I'm yelling. I just didn't know what was going on, man. So, But the thing is, it's early. Zach Wilson is not back. Hopefully, man, we can get out, you know, the first four weeks being two and two, man. I mean, you know, I mean, prior to the bye, man, I, I hopefully that I, I stated that we were going to win at least three games. We already, you know, if we can get Pittsburgh next week, man, I think we'll be in good in good shape. But, Something has to change, but, man, from this week to next week. Question. We just can't – yeah, yeah but it's there's huge question. questions, there's a question. man. There's a question going in, uh, Melvin, and I'm, I want to talk to you. Like, you brought up Zach Wilson. Everyone's talking about Zach Wilson coming back, being the guy that's, you know, going to really help the Jets' offense. And I think he will. He's a young quarterback. But we have protection issues. I know you saw it today. Fant, before he went out, awful. Tomlinson, awful. awful. We can't keep awful, the pressure man. off of guys. And we've seen Zach Wilson when pressure is constantly on him, right? He, he struggles in that, too. He'll get blasted, that knee. We've seen it get hurt before. 
when there's pressure on him. That's how we saw him get hurt this this uh this year where he's run away from guys knee buckle, but we saw it last year where he, his PCL got jacked up. How concerned are you about the about the protection, even if Zach Wilson returns, how concerned are you that he'll get A up by a lack of protection as well? One thousand percent concerned, man. What I think we need to do though is A V T is is a mauler. We need to move him back to the left side. You know, that's what we need to do. I, I don't know why Fant and this coaching staff are afraid to make adjustments, but AVT is a dog, and he needs to get, get he needs to go right back to that left side. And whoever's on the right, move McGovern, Fant, move them to the right side. You know, because AVT is a dog, and I think that that itself would, would really really help the pass rush on that left side, and it will give Zach a better opportunity to make more plays. You know, with Joe Flacco, I mean, he's a statue. So they were like, hey, we're going to get him. He's not going to move that much. And I don't think that any opposing defense will, will, will attack like they did with Joe Flacco back there. If they did, they will just be silly because, Jack, I mean, Zach Wilson can get out of there. He can, he can run, and he has mobility. And that guy, he, anything that's off scripted, that guy will kill you. So that's the reason why I'm, I'm really not – I'm upset. Don't get me wrong, Joe, but I'm not as upset because our young future quarterback – it hasn't played yet. So we don't, I don't really know what the Jets really are because Joe Flacco is not our future. And, and we have to put – at this point, I'm putting all of my chips on the Zach Wilson bandwagon, man. He has to look better than, than Joe. He just has to be. Mm. So, so, so I have a little, you, little bit of small of, of – of, I, I have a very, very small, you know, amount of optimism, man, with, with Zach coming back because he, he, he has wills and, and anything that's off script that he can kill you. Yeah, but how many and – and I hear it, and, I, and I'm, that's why I'm asking people now how much pressure is on Zach Wilson as he comes back is because I understand people are saying off-script plays, off-script plays, but how many times can you really go off-script and expect your offense to continue to thrive and roll? If you cannot protect a guy, especially when we're not running the ball effectively like we should be, right, if you cannot protect a guy, ain't too many off-script things you can do, especially when they put a spy on this guy. Now, again, Zach Wilson can move. But he ain't like Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick. You know what I'm saying? He's got he's to get off yeah. the market to make plays. That's not good. And, we again, we've yeah. seen the off-script stuff when he – we listen, the big play with Tennessee last year where he waved Corey Davis down, those are beautiful, the, the off-script stuff. But, again, we see when you cannot properly protect Zach Wilson, we see things like we saw with the Panthers. We saw things like we saw in Denver where he was getting lit up. Again, you watch that Patriot game. When he got his PCL jacked up, he was getting lit up all game long. You cannot yeah, allow your quarterback to take that shot. And we're seeing Joe Flacco sacked four times today. We saw some strips as well that the Jets at times were able to get back onto. Listen, you, if you can't properly protect your quarterback, we're in big trouble. And these guys, Tomlinson was one of the big free agency signings. He, it ain't working. This guy's letting it's guys not up. And not 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 only is he not blocking well, but we're seeing him get penalties, holding penalties. We saw that today with him and Fitz. Holding calls. All kinds of big holding call that pushed us back. I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. It Another thing that's mind-boggling to me as well, Melvin, is C.J. Uzama still not really being part of the offense at all. Exactly. What, is, exactly. what are your thoughts about that? One catch, five yards. I mean, he's our big free agent tight end signing. Give me your thoughts about that, man. What are your thoughts about our tight end usage? I mean, I don't, Joe, I, I don't know. I was going to ask you, I mean, Conklin is eating. He had a great game, but Uzama, 
he's our he's our big like you said our, our free agent, and he I don't know what's going on. Man. I don't know if if our OC is you know in over his head. I don't know if we're getting so behind so fast that we have to throw the game plan out the out the window. I just don't understand yeah. what's going on to be honest. Uzama is a dog. The guy can eat. The guy can block. The block. I mean, the, if we get that boy the ball, his yak. You know, per, you know, percentages is crazy, but it's like the obvious. Like we know this, but it's almost like the 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 Jets. You know, head coaching and you know the coaching. They're they're overthinking things. Me and you know yeah. that Uzama's a dog, but do they know he's a yeah. dog? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. It's just things that everyone knows is is almost like they're just overthinking things and making things that are easy complicated. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like I just don't yeah. understand why every other team in the NFL is you know, it's progressing and, and it's starting to, to look good. Even the Lions, for Christ's sake, is putting up 30 points a game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. what are we doing? We have all this talent, but we are the same. And, and I hate to say this, Joe. We are still the same old Jets. We just yeah, are, yeah. you know, and, and the culture has not changed. And hopefully it will, but Salah has to start making adjustments. He has to st- stop trying to be Mr. Nice Guy and get in these guys' mm-hmm. face. They're getting paid millions of dollars to to play a game, and they're not, you know, I mean, they're not even playing. You know, what is Joyner doing? Yeah. Getting burnt. Joyner looks like me out there, Joe, and I suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what is he doing? Like, what's going on? I would rather I would yeah. rather put the rookie Adams out there that has some speed yeah. or Ashton Davis that has some speed that can possibly yeah. do something. But I'm like, Joyner is getting burnt every single week. Like, I don't understand – why him and Sauce, I just can't get on the same. Sauce is pointing, bro. You got my back. Okay. And then last week, Cooper's wide open. This week, Chase is wide open. It's like, Jordan, what are you – I guess we need to have some flashcards for Sauce to show Jordan. I don't know what we need to do, man, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing, man. I do not understand what's happening. And my final question before I let you go, man, Give me your thoughts on the play of Garrett Wilson, man. How are you feeling about how hey, he's man. going out there and handling business as a young wide receiver in this league? Garrett is a dog, man. Garrett, last week, I was like, yo, I see you, Garrett. <laughs> I, see, <laughs> I see you, Garrett. Even when he got blasted this week with them ribs, he still came back and made some more catches. This guy is mm-hmm. an animal. And he is a spark that we need, man. And he he is not gonna let us be. It, just to see the passion that he has on that sideline and on that field. I mean, he hopefully that can rub off on Elijah and Corey for Christ's sake. Because Corey, I don't know what does Corey got butter on his hands. Corey can't catch. Yeah. But this Garrett Wilson yeah. guy, man, I'm so excited for that young talent, man, to see what he and that Wilson. I just can't for, wait to hear that Wilson to Wilson connection. You know what I mean? They're both yeah. young and they both can grow together, man. And hopefully they can build some chemistry, man. But Garrett is a dog. And every time he catches that ball, man, when those elusive moves that he make, man, it's just like, wow. It's it's just crazy, man. I'm excited to see what he's going to do for us, man. And the guy's a baller, man. The guy's a baller, man. Pepsi Rookie of the Week last week. Man, that guy's a baller, yeah. man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm so excited for him, Joe. You know what I mean? He he. I think I hate buying current Jet jerseys, but I might have to go get me a Garrett Wilson jersey, man, because he's going to be special. Yeah, I think he will as well. I mean, he played extremely well. So, 
Listen, I'm going to go ahead and get on up out of here, Melvin. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in, man. You have some great takes. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? For sure, Joe. For sure, man. Don't get too down, man. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay, (laughs) man. We're going to bounce back next week. We're going to bounce back next week. I'm going to still keep my receipts. I hope you do. I'm trying. I'm not getting too down. It's just, man, we need to do more. It's like this football team, a lot of bonehead mistakes, a lot of stupid stuff, but the coaching is also starting to become more and more of a question on a weekly basis. What is going on out here? And that's scary as well. Again, we've got a young team. Coaching is huge. When we talk about having a young team and growing within our rebuild, we're still in a rebuild. A lot of people don't know that, but, yeah, we're trying to figure things out. But Listen, the scary part, though, uh, Joe, before I go, man, is that yeah, our players yeah, are starting ahead. to sound like our coach. Our players are starting to sound like our coach, man. A lot of them, you know, talk about moral victories and all this other stuff, man. It's like, yo, man, we got to win. I don't care about no moral victories and all that foolishness, man. We we got to – whatever's broke, we got to get to the lab and we got to get our hands dirty. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror as a man and say, you know what, I'm not doing what I need to do for my brothers out here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so sometimes you got to get dirty and you got to be real with yourself, you know, and I think those moments needs to happen. But I think Salah has to has to start getting in people's face and stop saying that, yeah, we talked about it and he's okay now. No, no, you're going to sit down this game or you're going to sit out the first quarter because you can't go out there and play, you know, I mean, you're playing horrendous. So it has to be some mm-hmm. kind of discipline. It has to be some kind of discipline, man. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, Yo, man, I, I'm going to hit you up, man, on the next show, man. I appreciate yeah, you, brother. Absolutely. absolutely. Thank you so much for calling in as well. You have yourself a good one, all right? All right, Joe. All right, peace. Listen, we are talking, okay? This this football team has some issues, and let me tell you something. <laughs> Until they get figured out, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. We're going to continue to lose games in this fashion, unless the New York Jets wake up and put things together. You cannot continue to go out there and look the way that we look, have the issues that we have, and think everything is going to be okay. That's not real. It's not real. It really is not real. And it is mind-blowing to have this type of talent, to have all the things that we have, right, at our disposal, all the weapons that we talked about, the passwords that we talked about, and we cannot get after Joe Burrow, who has the worst offensive line in the league, who was taking shots left and right last season. We can't get after this guy. We can't put some pressure and pass rush on Burrow. We can't do that. We can't handle that. It's mind-blowing, man. It is mind-blowing to see that. Mind-blowing. And I'm confused about this Jets team and, and what's going on here. And, again, there's going to be a lot of questions to be answered going forward. Again, we got Zach Wilson coming back, hopefully against the Steelers. We're going to see what happens going forward. But, again, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. We'll be talking about that as well in the upcoming show that we'll have before that game. So I'm going to go ahead and close out the show now. It's been phenomenal. I want to thank everybody for calling in, man. Woo! This was a hot show directly after the game. Salute to all the savages as well that watched the game with me. It's a, again, <laughs> post-game show. Boy, it was hot. And a lot of people giving their take. So I'm going to go ahead and close it out. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Okay. 
a contest up there, go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here, all right, on the Long Beach Joe Show, okay? I am also on Twitter as well, at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe, show's page on Twitter. My personal page is at YoungJ000. Again, at YoungJ000. Okay, go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. Him and Max Mitchell are like the only two guys that's playing decent or good on this offensive line. Max Mitchell has been very surprising because I don't think anybody expected him to play and step up the way that he's been playing and stepped up. But let me tell you something. (laughs) Those guys on the left, Fant, McDermott, Thomason, horrific. I mean, terrible. But I'll have my Vera Tucker jersey on, all right? You want to troll me, we'll go back and forth. I'm also on YouTube as well, Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Search that. All right, come on by. Content's up there. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. All right, give the videos a thumbs up, and if you want to troll me over there, no issues. I'll troll you right back, and we can go back and forth. And as always, folks, when you see me in person, because you will see me in person, it's arms out, chest open, free hugs for, free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for listening. I want to thank you folks for calling in, coming by, watching all that stuff, okay? Without you people, I am absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day again to call in, to watch, to comment, to just go back and forth with me and talk about this football team. So you folks have a good one. Peace. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.